0: Glad this morning that we have the privilege to be able to testify that we're saved, delivered, set free, on our way to heaven. Amen. I think that's a reason to be excited this morning. Amen. Thank you, worship team, for leading us today. And congregation, y'all sounding well this morning right along with them. We are delighted to be back in the house of the Lord on this beautiful sunday morning that the lord has blessed us with and let me just echo what pastor jade mentioned earlier if you're visiting with us we say a very special welcome to you today we're honored to have you with us this morning i'm just going to jump right into the word today those of you going to class feel free to do so at this time but i'm going to take us on a journey this morning uh share with you what the lord has placed in our heart for today Uh, the Lord would help us this morning I believe that we can leave encouraged I believe that we can leave with a clear purpose of who we are supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing for the kingdom of God Uh, but today if you have your Bibles with you I'm going to take us to several passages of scripture this morning but we're going to begin in Psalms chapter number 33 Psalms chapter number 33, I want to give you one verse as we get ready to dive into this this morning. Uh, As you're turning there, if the Lord would help me for a few moments today, I want to minister to you on this thought. The hope of saving a nation. The hope of saving a nation. I am not without hope this morning, uh, but I will stand here and tell you that I am very concerned where we find ourselves today as well as many others but in Psalms 33 beginning in verse number 12 one verse this morning just to lay a foundation it says blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance let me read it again this morning blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord in order for a nation to be blessed by God the people inside that nation must willingly follow after him especially the church inside that nation I believe it's safe to say that our nation has lost its way today while we have a rich history of trusting in the Lord we are seeing things change very rapidly this is not a political message this morning so please stay with me we as a nation no longer regard the statues and the commandments of God as we once did we no longer believe it's important to acknowledge him a little long follow him and his word in our daily lives much of where we find ourselves today as a nation is the result of the church inside of our nation who has left the principles of the faith we now embrace the very things that we once thought was evil we have become lovers of darkness more so than lovers of light in recent years we have witnessed the church become more concerned with political correctness instead of being the church of Jesus Christ the church is made up of holy people set apart people that is not optional today still a requirement And because of the behavior of the church in the United States of America, as well as other nations, we could talk about, but we're going to talk about home today. This has led to the destruction of our moral compass, and we have now given birth to a generation that is confused and lost. And then we wonder why we see the behavior that we do today. Today while our witnesses, our nation is witnessing great unrest and division, our only hope for healing and for the blessings of the Lord to return is for the church inside America to repent. It doesn't matter how crazy people are in the streets today. What matters is the complacency and the apathy of the church today second Chronicles 7 12 through 14 notice I know this is talking about the temple that Solomon built and it was a natural temple but notice the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him I've heard thy prayer and I've chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice but before I go any further When you go into New Testament scripture, you find that Paul says, Know you not that you are the temple of God or the temple of the Holy Spirit, the place that he received sacrifice from. Okay? He says in verse 13 in 2 Chronicles 7, he says, But if I shut up heaven and there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, he's saying, if something comes up on this land where this temple has been built, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The same can be applied today if we, the temple of God, the church in America, will humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our... You say, what am I doing wicked today uh, pastor the reality is this wicked ways is things that keeps us separated from the things of God and from making him a priority in our lives the stakes have never been higher this morning men and women of God please hear me I have a great fear today concerning the place that we are and we find ourselves and we cannot afford to get it wrong in this season I see many within the church today that's putting all of their hope and all of their faith in their career, and their success, as well as even in government. Now, I'm going to make some of you uncomfortable for a few moments, but if you'll stay with me, we're going to end good this morning, I promise. Just tell your neighbor to stay with you, okay? Because hear me today. There is a trick of the enemy that's been deployed right now and we must remember who we are. We are the church of Jesus Christ. Let me remind you this morning, you are blood-bought, you are spirit-filled, you have been adopted, you have been delivered, you have been set free, not by government, not by man, but by the finished work of Calvary. He does not have to go back to Calvary and be crucified again for you to have victory in this season. You just got to put your faith and your trust in him and him alone. Don't you allow the enemy to distract you and distort the truth of God's word. Please hear me. There is a couple of things uh, that I want to give you, a couple of truths concerning government this morning very quickly, and then I'll preach the rest of my message. Number one is simply this. The first truth is that the will of God permeates and surpasses every aspect of life. It is God's will that takes precedence over everything and everyone. That's why Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God's plans and purposes are fixed. What he has purposed he will bring to pass, and no government can stop his will. You say, how do you know that to be true, Pastor? Daniel chapter 4, 34 and 35. Nebuchadnezzar says this, And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? Because there is no authority above his authority this morning. Please hear me. It is in fact that God is the one who sets up kings and disposes of them. Daniel chapter 2, 20 through 22, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his, but notice this. And he changeth the times and the season. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that have no understanding. And he revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. If light dwelleth with him, that means all hope dwelleth with him. Because there is no hope in darkness. But there is hope in light this morning. And that's why we need to understand that because of who he is. The most high is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives them to anyone he wishes when he wishes. And a clear understanding of this truth will help us to see that the politics of our day is merely a method used by God to accomplish his will. Even though evil men abuse their power and their authority, please hear me, Romans 8, 28 has not changed. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Don't miss that last part. Please hear me today. The second thing I would tell you about government this morning is this. We must grasp the fact that our government cannot, will not save us. Only God can. We never read in New Testament Scripture of Jesus or the apostles. Expending any time or energy schooling believers on how to reform the pagan world system. It's not there. When it starts talking about the world's idolatrous behavior and immoral behavior and corrupt practices via the government, it never spends time in Scripture saying, you need to reform that through a political agenda. Instead, the apostles commanded the first century church As well as today, to simply do this, to proclaim the gospel, to live lives that give clear evidence to the gospel's transforming power. I wanna ask you do you understand what that really means? to proclaim the gospel and to live lives that give clear evidence to the gospel's transforming power that means this our lives are to be lives that has oil present in it there is no doubt this morning that our responsibility to government is simply to obey the laws of the land and to be good citizens we understand that paul writes that in romans 13 But I'm going to tell you something. Romans 13 has been taken such out of context in recent days and weeks and months that it's pathetic. But please hear me. God has established all authority. And he does that for our benefit, yes, to commend those who do right. But... Paul also tells us that it is the government's responsibility to rule in authority as far as hopefully in a good manner to make sure that there is peace among us and those types of things, yes. But where we have a voice, yes, we should elect men and women that hold true to our Christian principles and values. That is our responsibility. And I've always said this, if you don't vote, don't complain. Okay, but I'm not gonna get political this morning. One of Satan's grandest deception is that we can put our hope for culture, morality and godly living in the hands of politicians and government officials. A nation's hope for change is not to be formed in any country's ruling class But hear me, the church has making a very clear, dangerous mistake in this moment of time because it is not the job of a politician or a party to defend, advance, or to guard biblical truths. That is the responsibility of the church of Jesus Christ. The church has been uniquely created, been given a God-given purpose, And it does not lie in political activism. But our purpose this morning, our mission lies, is simply this. Our mission lies not in changing the nation through political reform, but in changing the hearts through the Word of God by being the gospel of Jesus Christ that men and women can see. When believers think that the growth and influence of Christ... Can somehow be aligned with government policy. They corrupt the mission of the church. Hear me this morning. Our Christian mandate is to simply spread the gospel of Christ and to preach against the sins of our time. Only as the hearts of individuals in a culture are changed by Christ and Him alone can a culture begin to reflect that change. Can I tell you, Matthew 28 is still our purpose. You say, what is that? Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. But if you flip over into Mark chapter number 16, Verses 15 through 18, he says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He does not say go into all the world and change the political minds or the political avenues. Listen, uh, I believe that we should have a voice uh, and I believe we should use that voice. uh, But let us not get distracted today. Uh, This is not about political party. This is not about individuals. uh, But this is about the church uh, understanding that the only hope that we have in saving America is for the church to awaken and to arise uh, and to be the voice that God has called us to be. Please hear me today. Our responsibility as the church is not just to go into all the world and preach the gospel, but our responsibility we find in Matthew chapter number 5, verses 13 through 14 says uh, that you are the salt of the earth, uh, but if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Uh, It is there thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast down and to be trodden under the foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. That's why when you get to verse 16 of that chapter, it says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I want to ask us this morning the question, how salty are we? I mean really, how thirsty are we making a generation? Salt promotes thirst, but also salt simply it seasons things, but it also preserves things. It is salt that promotes thirst, yes, and it's salt that preserves things from spoiling, but I have to be honest with you this morning. I'm sorry to tell you today that we aren't near as good as we think we are. Us coming and singing and shouting and dancing and listening to messages is not preserving a world. As I stand before you today, Smoke is filling the air from the evil in our streets in America. Do we understand that today? While I'm standing before you this morning, families of small children are weeping because of senseless violence and senseless death. While I'm preaching this message this morning, our youth has been enslaved uh, by demonic powers from hell itself. We are witnessing this morning human trafficking soar to new heights and the drug cartels have taken over border towns in our nation uh, and is slaughtering any and all who try to stop them. At the same time in other places in our nation, radical Islam is building mosques by the thousands uh, and we are now trying to see them set up Sharia law in our cities while we remain silent. Law and order has now been labeled as evil and right is wrong and wrong is right and churches have been fined daily uh, because their doors are open, pastors have been imprisoned uh, and we sit here and say we can just sing a song uh, and we can listen to a message. Uh, God help us wake up this morning. Uh, we've got a responsibility. Uh, a nation is in peril and we wanna just be religious. Maybe this doesn't bother you. But I'm going to tell you something this morning. That if we're ever going to see a reversal, there's going to have to be repentance in the house of God. I knew you wouldn't shout me down this morning and that's all right. Uh, It's our responsibility, nobody else's. Uh, Don't tell me you're concerned about this. uh, If you'll spend hours in front of a television uh, or hours on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, but you don't have time to pray. Uh, You don't have time and not bold enough to share the gospel. Uh, Don't tell me you're concerned this morning. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to be real with you. Everybody's buying the line. Nobody wants to hear the gospel. Nobody wants to listen. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. God is moving in the earth today. Uh, The church just is still asleep and can't see it. Last week, I walked into a home of a 90-year-old woman with uh, me and my wife, uh, and we was able to pray the salvation prayer with a 90-year-old woman. I received a call this week. I walked into another home on Friday, and there was a 76 year old lady uh, that was standing, that uh, was sitting there, uh, got a bad diagnosis, uh, and then uh, listen, uh, she wasn't concerned about anything else other than uh, I, I need God to do something for me. Uh, I don't go to church, I've not done this, not done that, uh, but I was able to lead a 76 year old lady into the place where she found Jesus as her Savior just two days ago. Listen, uh, don't tell me. Uh, that God is not touching the hearts of men and women. And it wasn't because I was there in a, in, in a fancy suit. Uh, and all, No, I was there in my blue jeans and my t-shirt uh, and I just went in there to love on somebody that I did not even know. Uh, and they saw Jesus uh, and they began to be thirsty. Uh, they began to be hungry for something. Uh, listen, uh, you've got something that can change the world uh, if you'll just use it. The hope of our nation is not hinged on November the 3rd. The hope of our nation is hinged on the church in America today. we we'll simply fall down on their face and repent and say, God, uh, give us boldness to be what you're calling us to be. What we're seeing today is the result of an unpreached gospel. Because the unpreached gospel is like having no gospel at all. And where there is no gospel, there is no light, which means there is gross darkness. And what we're seeing played out in the streets of America today is gross darkness. God forgive us this morning. One of Satan's grandest deceptions is that we can rest our hope in men instead of trusting in Jesus. Please hear me. Believers throughout the ages have lived and even flourished under very repressive pagan governments. I pray we don't go there any deeper than we are. But this is especially true for the first century believer. But yet they understood that it was they, not their governments, who were the light of the world, and the salt of the earth I want you to understand with me this morning well yes we are to pray for those that have authority over us and we are to make sure that we do our part we must realize this morning that our responsibility goes far beyond the non-believer in the nation today no matter what your age is under the sound of my voice you hear me if you're waving the banner of Christianity in your life your responsibility surpasses that of a voting booth and you are required to be the salt and the light of the world around you and therefore, it means this, that you have taken and accepted and embraced the responsibility of being an ambassador for the kingdom. Meaning that you have been given the assignment. And it's an assignment that we must understand that though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Paul says this in Second Corinthians 10 He said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. But it doesn't stop there. He simply says this also in a very familiar passage for many of you in this room, Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 13. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. we today as men and women of faith must make sure that we understand where our strength comes from it comes from him alone and Paul says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might what he's really saying is this be strong in the Lord and the power of his victory it's not based on my victory It's not based on your victory it's not based on how I feel but it's based on the finished work of Calvary and the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord because you see that might is the might that simply defeated death hell and the grave now when you go a little further he says put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. What he's saying is this, there is no place for you to sit down in this army. That's why Galatians 5 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made you free. Physically, we get weary. Physically, we get burned out. But listen, my friend, this is not a time and a place where we can go on feelings, but we must go on purpose and we must understand that if we're going to save a nation then we're gonna to have to be the hope of that nation. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians chapter number four, beginning in verse number one it's therefore seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy we faint not but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty not walking in craftiness and are handling the Word of God deceitfully but by the manifestation of the truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God but if our gospel be hid it is hid to them that are lost let me remind you this morning the world doesn't see you and I in here and if this is all we have in here then we have an unpreached gospel we have a hid gospel and we have a nation that begins to burn like we're seeing now God help us we have simply bought into the line I'm seeing it now and it's very dangerous We think particular individuals is going to safeguard and protect our religious liberties and freedoms, and they're going to defend the faith. Listen, uh, it's wonderful to have advocates of the faith in places of high authority. Yes, it is, but that is no substitute for you and I to be the church of Jesus Christ. You and I today still have to do what the Word of God says. He says, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Hear me this morning. I, I, I want you to hear my heart today because notice he says, If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them or are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Do you understand? There is a generation right now that thinks what they're doing is good. They really think that they're doing good and why are they doing that is because they're living in gross darkness and there is an absence of the church you and I today we have an opportunity to bring about a radical change but it's going to not cost you something it's going to cost you everything it's going to, you're going to have to be okay with the fact of not being the most popular You're going to have to be okay with the one that people say, well, they're a little strange. Uh, You're going to have to be okay with the ones that that misunderstand uh, who you are and what you're about. But but listen, uh, I would rather be received by my Father uh, than to receive the accolades of men. uh, Because hear me today, uh, when I am pleasant in the eyes of the Lord, uh, everything changes on my behalf. I'm standing here today simply pleading with you to become somebody that is visible, to become somebody that is vocal, and to become somebody that is bold for the kingdom of God. Nothing more, nothing less. Our nation's future is hanging in the balance this morning. And in order for our nation to be blessed, the people of God must awaken, arise, and proclaim the name of the Lord. It isn't about proclaiming anything else. And I don't want to be too forceful this morning. But listen, when I can watch people's social media behavior and I see more political garbage than I do biblical principles, there's a problem. Because we are to proclaim the gospel. Listen. We are in a crisis situation, and and we got to get back to a place uh, where we boldly stand upon the principles of our faith and simply say that I will not be silent, uh, but I will stand to proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. What is the gospel? Have we become so lost in our way that we don't even realize what the gospel really entails today? The gospel is very simple. Uh, let me just run through it with you very quickly. Uh, it is a virgin birth. Yes, it is. Uh, it is a Death at Calvary. Yes, it is. Uh, It is a resurrection on the third day. Yes, it is. Uh, But that's not all that it is. Uh, In the gospel uh, is salvation for humanity, uh, deliverance for those that are bound, uh, sight for the one that's blind, uh, the one that is hopeless uh, is able to find hope. Uh, Can I tell you this morning, uh, the gospel is the only thing uh, that can change a world. Uh, A gospel is the one that can take darkness and dispel it and turn it into delight. Uh, Gospel is the only thing uh, that will save your children, uh, save your family, uh, and save your community. Uh, It is the gospel uh, that is able to bring a release to a world. Hear me this morning. You and I can take comfort in knowing this. In Psalms 31, David says, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Uh, Bow down thy ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for a house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Uh, Therefore, thy namesake lead me and guide me pull me out of the net that they have laid privately for me, for thou art my strength. Uh, But the latter part of that uh, passage says, blessed be the Lord uh, for he has shown me his marvelous kindness uh, in a strong city. Uh, He said for in my haste uh, I am cut off from, he said for I said in my haste I am cut off from before thy eyes, uh, but nevertheless uh, thou did hear the voice of my supplication when I cried, uh, oh Love the Lord, all ye his saints, uh, for the Lord preserveth the faithful uh, and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage uh, and he shall strengthen your heart, uh, all ye that hope in the Lord. Uh, Listen, uh, we don't have to be worried about what's gonna happen if I stand uh, because when we stand and proclaim uh, and put our hope in Jesus, uh, he is faithful uh, to bring strength to our hearts uh, but also uh, he will simply undergird us and put a wall around us uh, and nothing shall harm us. Uh, This morning, uh, I don't have to be weary uh, and afraid of what might happen. Uh, All I got to do is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. uh, When I begin to proclaim uh, that he is still uh, the beginning uh, and the end. uh, When I stand and proclaim uh, that he is uh, my God this morning. Hallelujah. The hope of saving a nation is not something that can be ignored, but it's something has to be addressed if you go back to 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 he says simply in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them if you slow down and you really read that he's simply saying this there's a world out there that's blinded by evil and darkness and the only thing that penetrates that is for the church to begin to let the light of the glory of God shine the only thing that's keeping America from experiencing a healing and a deliverance is the church it's not evil it's not darkness it's not demonic powers the only thing that's keeping America in a place of great distress is the silence of the church now that don't make a shout this morning because that puts a lot of responsibility on us Paul told the church at Corinth he said listen there's a lot of people out there that's blinded in darkness and their only hope is for somebody to shine the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus what I'm saying to you this morning is this. We can walk from this house this morning and we can go back and do whatever we do until next Sunday morning and we can show you n- new pictures of devastation and destruction and death. Or we can walk from this house today with a determined mind to be the church and begin to witness to men and women again and begin to be the voice that God has ordained and called us to be and we can begin to witness the a Decrease in that type of behavior, and we can begin to see God begin to bring healing to a nation again. Please hear me. I've stood from this platform in recent days and months, and we can bury our hands head in the sand if you would like. Well, I'm concerned about a lot of behavior that's going on in our nation. I'm more concerned about the sleeping church. We can't wait to get everything back to normal. Listen, normal isn't good enough. If we get back to normal, we're still going to bury a generation. We can't afford to go back to normal. But we've got to become the church. That means I have to be willing to use everything at my disposal to reach a world. That means even when I don't feel like it, even when I feel like it's not important, listen, I just about missed God Friday. Can I just be that transparent and honest with you? I didn't really know the people. I, 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 was, I was tired. I, I had lots of things going on. I had lots of things to do. And I just about missed it. But that little, still, small voice said, you better go. I said, I'll do it later. You better go. Come back. I was doing some other. You better go. I could have went later, but the heart wouldn't have been right at that moment. God has orchestrating things. I could have missed something very drastically. The hope of saving a nation is simply this, for the church to become one that's operating in complete obedience to the things of God. Young people, please hear me in this room this morning. It's okay to be different it's okay to be sensitive to the Spirit of God listen we need right now for the Holy Spirit of God to equip the generation young and old alike with the spirit of discernment I'm thankful for the presence of God when we assemble in a room such as this I'm thankful for the energy that I feel in the room I'm thankful for the voices ringing out and and I'm thankful that that we can pray one for another and that we can experience uh, the edifying and equipping but there is no reason for us to come in here and pray for one another worship together and and be edified and equipped if we're not going to use that which God is giving us because this nation today we are on a path to greater destruction, greater death but you and I have The catalyst, if we will simply just trust in him. As they come to the music this morning, I want us to hear today, not the words of men, but I want us to hear the words of the Lord. He's not slack concerning his coming. Some men count slackness. But he is long-suffering. He's patient. He's desiring that all men would come to repentance. Political entities are not the savior of the world today. But the salvation for all mankind has been manifested in one and only one and that is Jesus Christ our Lord can I give you this this morning God knew that our world needed saving long before any national government was ever founded or created he demonstrated to the world that redemption could not be accomplished through the power of man economic strength military might or political agendas Never has been, never will be. But can I tell you this morning that peace of mind, contentment, hope, joy, and the salvation of mankind only comes through Jesus Christ and his death and his resurrection. In Jerusalem today, there's an empty tomb with a little sign hanging in it, it simply says he's not here. I'm so, th- I'm so thankful that he's not there. The scripture says that he's sitting on the right hand of the Father making intercessions for you and I. And I'm so thankful that he's there. But I'm also thankful that he's here. He says, I'll live in you. I'll dwell with you. I'll never leave you, never forsake you, but I'll be with you always, even to the end. Anybody in this room ever been through some dark things? Anybody ever been through some difficult things? Uncertain things? Yeah, all of us. But if you'll just glance over your shoulder this morning, Kind of look over the landscape of time when you thought that trial was surely going to be the end. When you thought that was really going to take you out. When you felt like you couldn't take a breath at that situation because it was all over. You can look now and say, you know what? God was there. God was there. God was there. Because his word is forever established. Can I tell you this morning that I love this nation. Much like all of you in this room, I love this nation. It is an exceptional nation. Oh, we have some very dark seasons in our life. We have not done everything right. No, no, no. I understand that. But this nation... Was founded upon biblical principles and this nation has always put its faith and trust in God we've had men and women try to take us in different paths and different directions all throughout history there is things that have stained our reputation for sure but today from this nation in the midst of all of the chaos in the midst of everything that's going, this nation is still printing the gospel and sending it to the far corners of the globe on a manner like no other nation is. We have sent more missionaries to the globe than any other nation in the world. We've given of our men and women for the gospel of Christ in foreign lands since our conception really, like no other nation in the world. We are a nation that has stood arm in arm with the children of God. We have acknowledged Israel, while men have tried to sever that at times in history, Here's my humble opinion today. God's not done with her yet. It's my opinion. But in order for her to fulfill her responsibility and obligation, we that is inside of her must awaken, arise, and become the church. I'm so thankful that you're here this morning. And I don't want to discourage that. But I want all of you to be here next Sunday, too, and bring somebody with you. That's what I like. But you're fooling yourself if this is all you think you have to do. But you and I have been given a mandate from God. And I don't take it lightly. Well, I got myself in trouble Wednesday night as I exhorted at the end of service. got home and my wife said, I don't think I want you going there. I said, in God's time, God opens doors. We protect and we'll go. We'll be protected and we'll go. But listen, With every fiber in me this morning, I just want to reach one more. If I can do anything today, it is to prompt you to action. Not just for the sake of action, but for the sake of reaching a world. Somebody's son, somebody's daughter is on the brink of hell this morning. Just because we come into the house of God and feel good for a couple hours doesn't bring deliverance to them unless we walk from this place empowered by the Holy Spirit of God and show them the love of Jesus and go in and sit down and put our arms around them and love them right where they are. Please hear me this morning. Our nation's worth fighting for. The families within her is worth fighting for. Your family's worth fighting for. Your extended family's worth fighting for. Why are we here this morning? I'm here to simply tell you this. The hope of saving the nation relies within you and I of just becoming the church that God's called us to be. I understand not everybody's going to mount a platform such as this and scream and spit at people like I do. That's all right. But God's given you a platform. He's given you a place of influence within your family, within your peers. And I'll be honest with you this morning. The enemy tries to mess up with the mind of men and women of faith that says if you don't operate up here, then you're really of, you're you're not of significance. That's not true. I have led more people to Jesus out there than I ever have in here. I have touched more hearts out there one-on-one on on a personal level than I ever have in here. Oh, it's wonderful to come in and hear people Cheer you and all those things, yeah, that, that, that we, we like those things. Let's be honest, we're human. But some of the most rewarding things is when I've sat in little thatched huts, sitting on little broken down five-gallon buckets and holding the hands of those that have nothing. It's beyond. Some of the most rewarding moments is when I've walked into homes that was just filthy, nasty, and it was like, "Oh Lord!" In the natural, but I walked out of there knowing that Jesus had found them. If we can't be an extension of Him, we have no purpose. I, I don't care how far sin may have dragged somebody. His sand is still able to reach down and bring them and bring restoration to their life. So this morning, my challenge is this. Let's save a nation. Because before we can save a world, we've got to save our nation. We've got to have a base to work from. if it's ever been important it's important now but don't put all of your hope in men but put your hope in Jesus I will give you this this is probably one of the most important election cycles of our lifetime but I'm not going to use this platform for a political agenda I'm going to use this platform for the message of Christ I'm going to tell you something, as men and women of faith, we have to make sure that we do not vote by party, but that we vote by biblical principles. And silence is not an option, but today our responsibility is to defend, advance, and to guard biblical truths. As we stand all over the house this morning, the hope of saving a nation is not a far-fetched hope, a far-fetched reality, but it is a reality today. I'm going to ask you to just self-examine for a moment. Every one of us in this room at some point in our lives have experienced intimidation. We have experienced hesitation. We've all felt inadequate, not qualified to do certain things that come along in our lives. But as men and women of faith, we should never feel that way concerning sharing the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And that is why the word of the Lord tells us that we are to study to show ourselves approved. That's why he instructs us to set and sup with him so that he can sit and sup with us. That's why he instructs us to draw near to him so he can draw nigh to us because he wants to impart wisdom and knowledge and understanding concerning spiritual things in our lives I was in Tennessee earlier this week I walked around the corner and Tyler was walking together he said do you hear somebody talking I said, yeah, I think I hear a street preacher. And I walk on around the corner and I saw a young man. He might have been 15 years old. And he was standing at one of the most busiest places in our nation. People from all over the world, all over the globe coming. While the traffic wasn't as it has been in other times, he was standing there, multitudes of people walking by. He's just standing there, his t-shirt, his, his, his shorts, and he thinks he's cool, I guess, and his socks that's all the way up to his knees and, you know, his little loafer shoes, and he's standing there, and he's got his little microphone, and he's telling the world about Jesus. I didn't know the kid, but, man, I, I was just proud of him. He was just standing there tell them how good Jesus was. I'm going to tell you something. That takes boldness. That takes an attitude of I don't care what people think I am but that I know who I am in Jesus. And he wasn't being mean and he wasn't been obnoxious, no. He was just telling the world that hey, your hope is in Jesus. I'm not saying y'all have to go get you a microphone and a speaker, but if that's what God tells you to do, do it. But I'm saying that use the platforms that God gives you to reach a world because we'll change a culture and we'll change a world one soul at a time. This morning are we willing to be that church? Are we willing to be the one? I'm just going to give us an opportunity just to pray today. I know this message is a little different. Sister Melissa just begins to minister in song before we leave today. I'm going to ask you as you self-examine and say, God, are you pleased with what I'm doing? Or God, is there something I need to reprioritize in my life? Do I, am I missing opportunities? Lord, if there is, show me. I believe that we find that Nehemiah, along with many others in Scripture, when they knelt down before the Lord, they began to pray in this manner, Lord, forgive me, but Lord, forgive the sins of my fathers. Forgive us from the sins of our nation. And for us to touch the heart of God this morning, I believe that's how it all begins. God, forgive me. Forgive me for being complacent. Forgive me for being someone of apathy. Forgive me of somebody that's not really taking the role that's been given to the church serious enough at times. And Lord, forgive my fathers. Forgive my nation. You see, he says that if my people Which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and will turn from their wicked ways then will i hear from heaven and i will forgive their sin and i will heal their land our land needs healed here's all i'm going to say this morning if we don't begin to pray in this fashion what we've seen up to this point is very mild to what we will see the end of this year going into next year. I'm not prophesying doom and gloom, but I'm just being real with you today. There's some things that God has showed me in my spirit, and I don't say that lightly. But there has to be an awakening. There has to be a change. There has to be a church that begins to call out. And it is the church that calls out, the remnant that calls out in specific places across this nation, that God is gonna reward them with his presence, his power, and his glory. And I'm desiring for this to be one of those places. Because if this becomes one of those places, that means your sons and daughters are getting ready to be saved, delivered, and set free. That means the strongholds of darkness is getting ready to be broken off of a community that's been there for years. Because light and darkness cannot dwell at the same time in the same place. So this morning, I'm going to invite you to pray with me. You can stand, you can kneel, you can pray at your seat. Say, just minister in song. But can we pray together this morning? Hey, everybody, this is Pastor Jade Abrams. I want to thank you for watching today. Feel free to find us on Facebook and Instagram and follow us and get to know us a little better And we ask that you subscribe, if you'd like, to this YouTube channel. And don't forget to click the bell for alerts anytime we post something new. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Have a good day.